0: Welcome, everyone, to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 152 here. Altai, your host, joined by your co-host, Mr.
1: Omer. There he is. Why, why can't I be the host and you be the co-host? Can't we both be co-hosts?
0: I think that's how it works, right? Co-host is yeah. equal host.
1: So what is special about 152? Last week, we had 151 for all the Pokemon. Any special connotation to 152?
0: No, no, it didn't strike out to me this time. You know, I think
1: in two more podcasts... Wait, there's 52 weeks in a year, right? 52. So we we almost at like 3 years, right? Uh, yeah. I remember last week we had a pretty difficult time uh you no, know, surmising just how many weeks were in a year.
0: Uh, why do I think it's 56? Is that something is that cards in a deck?
1: No, that's 52 cards in a deck.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're... why is
1: 54 sticking out to me? 54 is the one that's sticking out to me for some reason. Anyway, it's, I'm pretty sure. It's 52. We gotta
0: have this conversation <laughs> off stream and then figure out the. Yeah. This
1: this is better. This is better for off stream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, before we embarrass ourselves too much, let's jump to that weekly rate, boys.
0: All right. This week, we had a treat, guys. We had a treat in the form of a Kickstarter MMO. Now, uh, usually these are treats in that they are uh, uh, just fun to laugh at, but this week we actually had a pretty good one. This one seems like fun. Uh, See what's wrong with my. All right, so I'm gonna play the video here with no commentary, and then we can discuss what what this reminds everyone of. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's pretty obvious what it reminds us, but go ahead and show it off. That's enough. So basically, guys, uh, Temtem is the name of this MMO. It's in, it's on Kickstarter. It's being developed by a Spanish studio in Madrid, and it's basically Pokemon the MMO. This is so much like Pokemon; it's insane. Uh, some people have mentioned on Reddit that even like things like the the shadows on the ground when you're walking and stuff are like so similar <laughs> to Pokemon. Um, so what do you think, Amara? I I I'm I am excited. Uh, for the record, they're this
1: studio's named Crema. They're based in Madrid, so you call the studio in Madrid. They're based oh, there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, this is very obviously Pokemon inspired. They, you know, they they very clearly say they're inspired by Pokemon. But I think, and the game has already raised well over their, their funding requirement. They're aiming for seventy thousand dollars on on uh, Kickstarter. They're over one hundred twenty thousand. I expect they'll get over two hundred thousand easily by the time the campaign ends. And I'm very excited as well. There's very rarely a time where I see a Kickstarter game, and I'm already I'm kind of like, all right, this one it, this is actually feasible. You know, two. This is this is this is not a scam, but you know, there's there's a real studio behind this, so it kind of checks off a few, you know, a few of the check marks for me that it can actually happen. One and two, I think a Pokemon MMO is very obviously a good thing, something a lot of people were looking forward to for a long time. There's been a few fan made Pokemon, you know, like knockoff MMOs already, and they're actually really popular. So to see something with this kind of production value from a real studio, even though it's not being called Pokemon. You know, it's basically Pokemon. If you see the Kickstarter page, even you know, all the different types in the game, each each Pokemon, I mean, I mean, Temtem has you know up to two types with abilities that have you know single type. So even a lot of the core mechanics are very much Pokemon inspired. And I remember the day I played uh, Pokemon Red and Blue, Pokemon Yellow. Like these are the first Pokemon games. You know, I think around that you know, shortly afterwards we started playing Ultima Online, our first few MMOs. And you know, ever since we started playing MOs, the first the thing I've really wanted for a long time was a Pokemon MMO. And I think Temtem is like, or you know, I've been, I've been waiting for that for a long time. And Nintendo just never delivered. So I guess because they never delivered, I guess these guys are going to make one, and I'm, I'm mega hyped for it. it.
0: Looks awesome. I mean, everything about the Kickstarter page looks really polished. Yeah, what impressed me the most, be, besides the just the, it oozes quality, like the the art yeah. style, the characters, they look really good. Um, mm-hmm. But what impressed me the most was actually their timeline. Uh, they're this is going to have a full fledged campaign, like a story campaign. You can do a co op or you know and then after that you can do uh you know, casual battles with friends there's gonna be ranked uh battles as well uh with a, some kind of ladder ranking ladder. uh it's all, uh, player housing is gonna be there and all of this is gonna be done within two years of today so may 2020 is a full release not early access full release they're hoping to have an early access uh even before that let me find the uh, uh timeline here Where did I put it? Oh, it's, it's near the bottom. There's a lot of stuff. There's so much stuff. Anyway, yeah, the, the the first playable alpha is going to be in November of 2018. November. That's pretty fast. Pretty you know? incredible. Yeah.
1: So another thing is really exciting about this and, and a little bit different is, you know, if you've ever played Pokemon, you know there's a lot of RNG in Pokemon. Uh, basically, with, with crits, with status effects, there's, there's a good deal of RNG in Pokemon. It can be very frustrating. Now i haven't really played too many of the pokemon games recently i have played however uh, like the the like the pokemon showdown where you can play against friends online with like a random team of pokemon or you can make your own teams on that which is really fun and it's very frustrating to deal with rng in this game uh temtem they're actually removing almost all the rng in the game they're saying that it'll basically 100 percent skill with, with zero rng all strategy and skills i'm curious how this ends up working out because uh, i mean the meta might develop pretty pretty early on but then again i know pokemon has quite a bit of meta as well so we'll see how that ends up working out i mean they have a player housing system know, open world areas. The game will not be free to play though, unfortunately. So it'll be a buy to, some kind of buy to play model. And I think they said they might be launched for consoles as well. But I mean it's pretty hard not to get excited for this. I mean it looks pretty pretty high quality. And Pokemon MO, come on, that's 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 such an I'm, I'm surprised that Nintendo still hasn't done anything, you know, quite like a Pokemon MO because it just seems like it will literally print money. You know, it seems like the most obvious idea in the world.
0: But they haven't done it yet. I and mean, the Nintendo just doesn't get PC and but uh even if you guys are like hardcore Pokemon fans out there who like think this is like a huge ripoff or whatever, mm-hmm. it, it, if this does okay, if, at the very least, it'll kind of nudge Nintendo, right? It'll show Nintendo there's an audience for this. So mm-hmm. it might force Nintendo to make their own version. So I think it's a win win, even if you think it's a total clone. Yeah. Um, but it is a total clone though. Like, uh, I'm gonna, yeah. look at this part, guys. So instead of Team Rocket, you got something called Clan Bel Soto. So this is Clan Bel Soto oh. is a shady and enigmatic organization. Hmm, nobody knows who the true leader might be but some of the captains are here. It, it, it's just like Team Rocket. It's so funny
1: So much of the game is so clearly inspired by Pokemon from the types to the stories Like the Pokemon designs to a degree and appreciate sure they collect badges as well Though so all the battles in this game are supposed to be uh, 2v2 battles instead of the 1v1 yeah. battles that you know You use in Pokemon. The Pokemon did have, you know, team battles as well But getting rid of the RNG should be pretty interesting. So it's actually skill-based It'll be a pretty robust breeding system as well we don't to hype the game too much yet because obviously it's a Kickstarter game, and we are always skeptical to a degree of Kickstarter games. But uh, I'm more impressed with this Kickstarter than I've seen for basically any other Kickstarter we've talked, you know, on, on this uh, on this podcast. So I'm hoping, I'm wishing them well. You know, I'm not going to back it. I kind of have a personal policy not to back really any any Kickstarter game because it's can be pretty sketchy. And uh, I, I'll buy it when it comes out though for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I want to wait for the for release as well. But I did drop the link, so if you guys are interested, take a look. I think just the Kickstarter page itself, like they have these gifts everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really beautifully done uh, Kickstarter. And I think mm-hmm. um, my biggest fault with the game is perhaps that two-year timeline is a little too ambitious. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one way I can k- kind of see it working is they can literally copy all the stats for the for the Temtems, right? The Pokemon mm-hmm. from Pokemon. So, they have these all the types, you know, fire, nature, water, electric, yeah. right? So, they, they literally have all the moves and all the stats. Because if you see one of these gifts, it says something like, you know, uh, his defense fell, right? Pukies, you know. Pick, pick used this move, and this guy's you know, defense fell. So they can literally copy the, the technicals from Pokemon and just change the names. And they got the full. Mm-hmm. They have a full game mechanic that's tested already and well-established. Done. All they gotta do is change the art. That's it. Yeah.
1: I'm hyped for it. And so there's a Steam page already up for it, too. So,
0: yep, it's already on Steam. You know,
1: I mean, it doesn't really make it any more legitimate, but there is there is a Steam page out there for it. And I want to play it, but really not much we can do until uh, November of 2018. Later this year, we'll at least be able to play some kind of you know, alpha build for and i guess we'll kind of know from the alpha when there's any real progress being made or not but the videos themselves look pretty good you know very often games will say oh you know we won't go on Kickstarter. till we show out know, gameplay in quotes and unfortunately the gameplay we've seen from like chronicles of illyria and like astro creation were very like mediocre gameplay i mean i just show people running around like an unreal engine world here i feel like we can see some actual you know gameplay some more gameplay being shown on this kickstarter page than many other you know kickstarter emos out there so definitely impressed
0: yeah and i like the fact that um i mentioned this in a weekly raid guys uh often what you get on these kickstarter mmos is an idea you get pitched an idea and that idea is basically we're going to do everything you've ever wanted in mmo like mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna have like, this real-time combat thousand versus thousand crafting this that construction sieges player everything but these guys you know are basically taking a very well-known established idea right pokemon you run around you walk around mm-hmm. collecting you know these you know, turn-based battles which are simple to you know make uh, so they're not promising the world they're promising a very well-established you know gameplay loop just online uh so the narrow narrowing of focus i think is uh what excites me because it, it could actually happen the way they pitch it yeah i can't stress that enough
1: narrow focus you know they're not promising the world they have a blueprint that works you know like you can take all the inspiration from pokemon all the gameplay stuff pokemon proves works and literally just replicate that with some online MMO elements that's it that's all you have to do you know whereas when you try and make something so grand as Kronko's Illyria, or as ambitious as Ash the Creation of Star Citizen, you know, you're promising the world, you know, you don't know, it's kind of a blank roadmap, you know, the roadmap for for Temtem is, is there, the design blueprint already exists, and it already works, and the scope isn't really that that large, so narrow focus actually makes this, you know, very viable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and it makes it affordable, too, you know, you, you don't have to spend 180 million, and then keep asking for more, uh, you can just spend yep. a couple million, bada bing, bada boom, get it out there. Yeah. All right, I think we should move on. There's two stories that
1: are worth mentioning. We can, we, you know, we can rag on Bless a bit because, uh, oof, we played the game this Friday, so maybe we should talk about that first. And there's also Final Fantasy fourteen related uh, patches came out, which is mega exciting, which I want to talk about.
0: But maybe we should talk about Bless because we, we did play that just recently. Okay, so um, a, we had a, we had a whole host of problems, and I believe just this week, right uh, before mm-hmm. we did our Grand Fest Friday, they dropped a huge patch that basically cut everyone's damage by fifty to seventy percent, right? Yep. and we complained that the game was too easy, especially dungeons. The first two dungeons you could have soloed uh, before the uh, damage drop, and we kind of found that hilarious. But what's even more hilarious is how this this idea that you can just in the middle of a live game cut damage by seventy percent. You know, this right. it feels like they're doing alpha daily. You know, wipes builds like this is. Oh, oh, yeah. you, you, I, I can't on this slide though again because you're kind of saying
1: this in a very rational, calm voice because. Let that number sink in for a moment, okay? You're playing a game that's out already with with thousands of players online, right? And they literally drop a nerf uh, on June 1st that across the board nerfs every single class's damage by 50 to 70%. So my spells that were hitting for 1,200 prior to June 1st are now hitting for 350 to 400. The same spells, the same cast. And look, I actually agree with the nerf. The damage numbers never made sense in the get-go. But to drop that magnitude of a nerf literally across the board for every single class in the game is unheard of like that is insane this is a real company for a live service for a game you know this is not you know pre-alpha this is at least you can pay for the money you can pay for the game now and there are no more wipes that's that is mind-blowing 50 to 70 percent across the board for every single class makes no kind of sense. no it doesn't
0: it doesn't make any sense
1: um and uh yeah. In fact, I think you should. But the thing is, even with those nerfs, mm-hmm. it's not that. What's bizarre is the way they did the nerfs, because it seems like such a weird solution to a, a different kind of problem. Because I made a video actually, kind of highlighting just how much easier Bless is on the Steam version than the Russian version. So maybe you can show off a bit of that video sure. on, on the on there. I just linked it to you, but it's actually a massive difference. Because I know in the, in the Russian version of the game, which we played with you know with Gumby Matt, and me and Altai, four of us would do this, the, the level, the first dungeon in the game, and we wiped three times to the first boss. We had to kite the boss around the room, spamming potions, spamming heals, basically using all our you know, basic and most skills at work to defeat the boss. And after the third pull, we did it. Whereas in the new uh, uh, Steam version of the game, you can still solo the boss. Even with this recent nerf, you can still solo the boss very easily. So it's not like nerfing the damage across the board accomplished anything by making the game more difficult. It didn't. It really just made it a little bit slower paced, you know, a little harder to get to, the last, to, to late, no, the late game. Because what they did also was um, they increased player HP a bit to make up for the damage. Nerf. So the dungeons still aren't too difficult. It just It's bizarre because they didn't really fix any problem. I agree with the nerf in principle because it just felt weird to like <laughs> four shot the boss of a dungeon and solo it. That, that, that always felt kind of bizarre. But it didn't make it challenging. So they'd, they're kind of in the middle now between like challenging, like brain dead easy and challenging. Which is weird because I'd rather like not be in the middle. I'd rather you know go a little bit more towards challenging, because at least if they want to go with the design philosophy of making it really easy and adding hard content later, they they can do that. You know that's the model that World of Warcraft uses, Final Fantasy XIV uses. Basically, any more PG has basically brain that easy content early on, and it gets more challenging later on. If you, if you want to you know attack the the hardcore content, now you know having really slow content doesn't really do anything. You know because it's not challenging or you know, or necessarily brand easy it's just still easy it just takes longer so I, I don't know what they were trying to do with it
0: yeah it, it's 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 absurd uh, the problem was not the speed it was the ease so for example if you want a game where you can like five shot a boss well then that boss has to be able to one shot you if you you know uh-huh. if, if it uh if it lands one single you know skill shot on you it's going to be able to kill you right if you if you don't move out of the red circle that you know that's moving too fast you just die in one uh-huh. hit so that would still be fast but at least challenging right but what they like you said what they did is um they just lowered everyone's damage, but they didn't actually make the the fight any harder. So now instead of taking five shots to kill the you know this boss, I watched you. You you would take like ten minutes to kill it, but it's still going to kill you. It just kind of wailed at you, you know, slowly. Yeah, you so,
1: you run around in circles, casting your spells, yeah. and
0: it's it's really weird. It's, it's just a, a bizarre experience. It's total amateur hour. Like you'd expect this like this kind of balancing from like uh really early days WoW private server. You know, when yeah. when they had none of the scripts ready, and the boss would just wail on you with no with none of its skills. That's what it feels like. It feels like, you know, total amateur hour. Uh, so, it's kind of silly. And
1: amateur hour kind of extends beyond that. Because, again, just, this kind of weird across-the-board nerf is, is unheard of, like I said. I can't think of any other game that even came close to this, right? And what's weird is they, they 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 prefaced it by saying basically the damage numbers weren't what we intended. Which is such a bizarre excuse because you can't really have an excuse like that. Because, you know, they weren't what you intended but you didn't catch it in, like, any form of internal testing. This wasn't, like, a minor difference. This was, like, for for you to reasonably nerf them. Nerf damage by 70%. It means you accidentally or unintentionally buffed everyone's damage across the board by 300 plus percent. Because it's only when you nerf, you know, if you increase by 300%, then nerf by 70%, you get to where we are today. So you must have unintentionally buffed everyone's damage across the board by 300%. That that's not like unintentional. That was clearly a design decision, which yeah. is really weird that they said it was like you know it was it was higher than we intended. No, it
0: wasn't. There's no way that was intended. Yeah, that's a, that's a total lie. I agree. Uh... Again, it, it just reeks of, like, a total amateur error. But surprisingly, th- despite everyone calling, you know, saying they're getting refunds, which I'm sure a lot of people are, it's hmm. actually still doing pretty well on Steam. Uh, here's some Steam charts. Um, over 20k players right now, yeah. Yeah, well, 24-hour peak is, yet yeah, to over 20k, 16, you know, almost 17k on, at this moment. Uh, those are pretty good numbers, you know, that, that puts them on, you know, up there on Steam. I'm. I'm.
1: Again, despite all this problems, people still want to play a new MRPG. We talked a bit about the on the podcast and on the blessed stream as well, which is it's a good sign for the industry. You know, it shows people still want to play this, but their amateur hour um, kind of extends beyond just like the weird balancing issues and the optimization problems, because um there was a dupe problem in, in in the game's early access the first like four days or so, which kind of went unchecked, which is kind of bizarre because the duping problem existed on the, the other the international version of the game as well, so it's weird that they couldn't fix that at launch. But so. The way they handle the duping issue is actually pretty bizarre, and it makes no kind of sense. It reminds me of a Chinese MMORPG because what happened was they 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 put something on Steam saying basically if you abuse the dupe bug like once or twice you get like a one day ban, right? If you abuse the dupe bug um, like many times you get longer longer ban. I'm trying to see if we can find the exact um, like Steam post because it's really bizarre. Because I think the worst penalty was if you if you abuse the bug, the duping and did it more than 15 times you get like a 15 day like temporary ban. Like, in what world do you get a temporary ban for duping? That's like an instant account ban. Like, in any sensible world, that would be an instant account ban. Because you're obviously exploiting the game. And, like, there's no way after 15 tries you're not doing it intentionally, you know? Which So I, I cannot believe they, they did temporary bans for something so obvious like duping. That's, like, the biggest exploit you can do in a game. It, it could potentially ruin everything. And they said they were going to remove a lot of the... The duped items, but people are saying that, in after the logging, they still have access to their duped items, or they were able to use their dupe items to like work on their crafting and stuff, and they still get to keep their characters. So it's really bizarre that like this shit was able to
0: slide. That that makes no sense. Yeah, and I said it before, but now it might be too late because it's been another week now. But right after that initial damage uh, nerf, and around the time the dupe you know was coming out, they should just reset. Mm-hmm. They should just reset the servers. Like, it was so early on still that they could have just reset yeah. the servers, you know, give everyone who had a character, like, a new title or something, and just say, you know, we're sorry, we got to do a big, you know, there's a huge dupe bug, the damaging was, you know, way off, we're starting over. Uh, that would have been a right move, I think. Uh, but instead, we got this hodgepodge, you know, blob of a game going on now. Right, so the wording actually on the official Steam page is saying,
1: notice, duplication bug issue. We're able to identify the issue, and uh, if anyone used the dupe less than 10 times, we'll issue them a warning. Seriously? Duping 10 times counts as a warning? And it's only if you do it more than 10 times and they deem it deliberate when you block their access account fifteen days. Come on. That's such nonsense. And I said it reminded me of a Chinese game because there's uh there's a game called Conquer Online, which has I think the funniest anti-hack policy I've seen in my life. Because on, on Conquer Online, on their official uh, like website, they say basically we take hacking very seriously. Cheating, botting, hacking very seriously. If you ever get caught for this stuff, you'll be banned instantly. And 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 then they also say Oh, by the way, if you get banned for cheating, uh, if you pay us like twenty dollars, we'll unban you. The second time you get banned for cheating, the price goes to forty dollars. The third time you get banned for cheating, contact us. Are you serious? Like, and, and they have the nerve to say they take cheating very seriously. You can't take cheating seriously if you if you pay to unban if you accept money to unban people, or in the case of less, where you slap on the wrist for literally duping, or even I remember there was what was it uh, Combat Arms or there's a Korean shooter that uh, that unbanned. All the hackers just to get more players to their game. War like, Rock, these are not very strict anti-cheating yeah. policies. These are, you know, pre- pretty insane.
0: It reminds me of, um, well, remember, this, this game is from Korea. And in Korea, this mm-hmm. actually happened. So during their uh, financial crisis, when they were having a recession, their stimulus plan was to let all the businessmen who were in jail for, like, you know bribery or fraud or corruption, mm-hmm. th- uh, their stimulus was to let them all out. They parted all their businessmen. Their corrupt business, they business corrupt. Go make the economy bigger. You're free.
1: That's so weird that <laughs> they, they, would, they would actually jump to that. It's, it's like the mentality over, is different over, over there.
0: there.
1: So I guess they, they just let all the hackers out to get more players in that, that one Korean shooting game. Exactly. I think it might be worth sharing again. There is there's that short blessed meme, which is actually the funniest video I've seen like all year. So okay. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's I think pretty short. So let me get, drop that link as sure, well. Sure. Just share that real quick because I think this really uh, captures the entire blessed situation really well. And it's it is actually the funniest video I've seen literally all year. It's only a minute forty, and it's 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 presented with no commentary. If you're an audio listener, uh, I apologize in advance. It's only minute forty, then we'll get right back to uh, regularly scheduled programming afterwards. This is the best blessed meme I've ever seen. I was cracking up too videos. when I first watched it. Uh, I died. This yeah. video literally killed me. I had to share it with everyone I knew. Yeah. And it really captures the the essence of the blessed shitstorm. And this will allow us to kind of move on after we see this beautiful video.
0: All right, here we go, voice. <laughs>
1: Pero Me el zoo. Make sure see ah, the text. ya habría el retrovente yeah. que era el arroz. Y me llama el cocinero. "Crisita, ¿qué? Ve por la paellera. Venga, las almuerzo de la tarde ya están aquí. Miren bañador. La chancla. Todo peinado porque no me dio tiempo nada a nada, ponerme la chancla y el bañador. Voy a la playa, había subido la marea. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: ¡Ah! ¡Ja, ja, ja! ¡Eso! ¡Aquí a tuve la madre y construí una paella! ¡Ja, eso Y la encontré porque estaba porque
1: estaba la paellera agarrada, entre metía entre las piedras de chipiona, entre faro. Y cuando entré en el restaurante bebé el cocinero con una paellera y la vez te va a ir. ¡Ja,
0: ¡Ándate! ¡Ándate! ¡Mira dónde llega el agua! ¡Llegaba el agua, está en el restaurante! ¡Había subido la marea!
1: ¡Ay, ¿Y tú? ¡Hay que hacer ¿Qué hace más! ¡Hay que hacer más con los dos sacos de arroz! ¡Ay, llama, llama para Sevilla! ¡Llama Sevilla! ¡Ya hay un brin?
0: all right there it is and it's it's funny because it's so true and you know what's funny the funniest part there are people on the steam uh, like forums and on reddit defending it they're saying guys it's early access you knew what you're signing up for of course it's not balanced or of course they don't have this yet first of all this game has been in development since 2009 it's launched it has three previous launches okay so this this idea you can't pull the early access card when the game is finished for like years you know they've had this game they just chose, like this guy said, they chose to take content out and then break it and then put and sell it to us and then say we're going to give you the rest of the content later, even though we have it ready. So it yeah, no
1: it's sense. it's pretty pretty inexcusable for that reason. And and just all, all the memes in that video hit, hit home. You know, yeah.
0: it's so much of the
1: of the video. Even the guy crying it was a funny jab at a different video of a streamer crying once they reach end game and there's nothing, literally nothing to do.
0: Yeah, that's true. Someone did cry on stream. <laughs> <laughs> It's a blonde guy. Who? I forgot his name, but uh, if you just search on Google, you know YouTube or Google. You know, guy crying over blessed. I'm sure it'll come up.
1: Yeah, if you if you search on YouTube, you'll find it. It's, it's quite the meme. But yeah, uh, we'll try to harp on blessed too much. Hopefully, they fix their shit. Uh, it's just still remarkable they have so many players online.
0: So um, you know, I, despite all the, all the bullshit, I do want to do the third dungeon with you because that one I did it yeah. twice now. It that that one mm-hmm. requires you know a tank, a healer. You know, yeah, like actual mechanics. Uh, so I do want to show uh that one on stream at least once to show people that you know we are we are giving the mid game a chance there you know the real dungeon yeah. a chance
1: and I would have loved to see um the Russian version of Blessed with the difficulty kind of uh make its way to the west because I do think that that experience is truly unique the experience of going through like early game dungeons that aren't like insulting your intelligence you know right from the get-go you know there, there were no difficult mechanics in the, in the blessed the the Russian version of blessed like the fight wasn't like super complex at all like it wasn't comparable to like wow mythic rage or like even Five Ninety Seven. it was it was still like, relatively easy you get a full party you have all the roles there's very minimal mechanics but it required a little bit of thinking you know you, you could have just literally stand in the boston mechanics and eat everything and expect to survive so that level of you know respect for players you know would have been great to see in the western version and that's that that, that that personally disappointed me though that wasn't you know i don't really take off too many points against Blessed for that reason because i realized that you know, design philosophy of making things brain-dead easy is just the way it is nowadays. But it, that kind of just saddened me to see. And I think it would help the game stand out a bit more if it was a little more challenging early on. Indeed. All right. Uh, I think we can take it a little bit to Final Fantasy XIV. I know how much you love all time when I bring that up, but a big patch just launched yesterday, and it has me uh, quite quite gleeful, actually. One of the few times, actually, that uh, I've been really, really following Final Fantasy XIV on, on stream because the last patch that launched uh, last night basically introduced the latest, most difficult content of the game, which is the latest Ultimate Tier difficulty. So let me let me show you right now, uh, a stream right now, uh, streaming by the name of Mr. Happy is streaming some content right now, Final Fantasy 14. I've been watching him, I've been watching Xenos uh, and a few other streamers basically trying their hand at defeating the most difficult content in Final Fantasy 14 right now. The previous uh, Ultimate Difficulty content came out a few months ago, more than a few months ago now, and it was cleared in eleven days. This basically launched I think um this launched last night. Comes um, so we're gonna see how long it takes this these groups to clear this right now. So I think I looked at the right as this guy uh, left the dungeon, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, it's gonna it's basically a challenge players to play, see how long it takes to defeat them. I can link another stream as well. I've been watching these quite a bit. So uh these guys have been streaming this basically twelve hours straight right now. Because it, it went live about thirteen hours ago, and these guys are streaming like as the servers are going down going up basically so it's pretty crazy to see the dedication already people streaming 12 hours non-stop clear this content Now, obviously, this content is not aimed at most players this content is aspirational content stuff we talked about in the podcast before That maybe one percent of players will ever even attempt to clear probably like probably less than honestly i mean for the, the previous ultimate uh it was cleared by many multiple groups now, at least like 20 30 40 groups probably cleared it but in the grand scheme of the player base it's less than like half percent probably maybe even much more i than forgot
0: that. do you get anything for clearing these
1: uh, for the last one, you got uh basically a uh, weapon, like a weapon skin, very slightly okay. better than the best weapon. It's very small improvements, right? And obviously, even what you what you got back then very quickly got eclipsed by new content. So it's mm-hmm. not really for the for the utility of clearing the content. It's basically just for um you know, the bragging rights for doing it. And, and I, I, I almost never watch streams, but I've been watching these for hours. And really? it is very Yeah. I you know, I don't know if I said this on stream before, but you know, both Alta and I really don't watch to meet twist streams i'd rather play games mostly than watch watch games which is kind of weird because we stream sometimes and we we do a podcast but you know i I don't watch streams that often but for some reason with this content now i've been been glued to my screen watching the progress these guys are making because it's really interesting to see like their process of overcoming mechanics i don't know what it is but it's like it's almost like you're there learning the fight as well kind of but without having to put in all the hours and you're seeing them make progress you want to see what mechanic comes up next you want to see what's next so basically in this fight it's like a it's like a four stage fight, it looks like you got you have to beat Garuda, which is the first uh basically first boss of the fight, and then you gotta beat Ifrit. and then you gotta beat uh Titan. And at that point, no one's gonna pass that basically. they've beaten Titan, and there's a mechanic, you know, leading up to ultimate weapon, and no no one's quite gone there yet. And this is after streaming for twelve hours. So it's it's like a f four bosses in a row you gotta beat So it's like the other one. Time. If
0: you lose one if you lose at any point, you have to start all the way back.
1: Yes. But what's actually really bizarre is if you know um I've been watching a lot of the progress uh, since it went live, basically. And I went to sleep, and I woke up, and then they're still they're still doing it. So what's crazy is, basically, every group in the game that's trying to stream, trying to be the world's first to beat it, uh, everyone, would basically, after about eight nine hours of nonstop playing and learning the fights, everyone basically gets to the point where they can kill a uh, Titan, which is the the third boss, right? And once you kill Titan, it is tra- it's it transi- uh, it's transitioning to uh, ultimate weapon. And what happens is uh basically, some tentacles come out of the ground and you get uh, Laha Brea or something, cast Doom on everyone in the party, saying, so you, your journey ends here, Warrior of Light, right? And after, and like, five seconds, everyone gets one shot. So everyone's trying to figure out what they're doing wrong, right? Because when you get to that, basically, after eight hours of prog of the content, there's a one-shot mechanic that's a cast on you with these tentacles coming out of the ground. And, and nobody can figure out, what, you know, what do you do? Like, what do you do against this guy? Like, what the hell? Like, there's eight hours of the fight, and nobody knows what they're doing wrong, right? And eventually, they discover that you can't just beat the bosses. What you have to do is actually, you have to... You have to beat the boss in a very specific way. You have to, you have to, you have to get all the bosses to get to their awakened state through doing different mechanics in the fights. And merely just beating the boss isn't enough.
0: So it's your wife, isn't players, yeah. were,
1: so players were just beating the bosses instead of getting to their awakening state. And people don't even know how to get to the awakening state on on, on Titan right now. I think everyone's figured out what to do on Garuda and Efrei, but they don't even know like how to even begin approaching the awakened state on on Titan. So it's really bizarre because everyone kind of steamrolled the content. And not knowing they were missing something. And it was still visible in the game because the boss would have like indicators on them that nobody knew what it meant, you know. And then I guess somebody figured out later on that it was kind of related to why you were wiping towards the end. So it's weird that they put a wall like nine hours into progression that like people just couldn't figure out for a long time. And now they're back back, back to basics of just
0: relearning the fights in a certain way. So what this tells me is something like that in the old days, right? Like 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago would be like a rumor that spreads like you slowly people yeah. figure it out but today because of the internet twitch reddit mm-hmm. uh even something as as arcane as that is basically going to be known by everyone within 12 hours right yes so do you think then so you said how long did the other one take to be actually 11 days 11 days 11 days and on this one they're oh, already and, and that's what people non-stop playing it yeah so these guys so it's 12 hours and they're already on the last boss uh, um,
1: well, no no one's actually gone to the last boss yet again they have to be all three in their awakened state. so they're on this third no
0: boss there. they gotta make the third boss awakened right yes and beat it and then they'll be yeah. on the fourth basically yes okay so so how long so, do you think it'll yeah. take then um, another 12 hours well, thing, 24 hours a week way more than that because really? what happened was uh, I think even on the first uh,
1: ultimate difficulty People were able to see Bahamut on the first day, but actually being able to beat him took quite a bit longer. Oh. So arguably, the fight begins once you get to uh, oh, the fourth boss. I you know? see. I
0: see. Yeah, yeah.
1: So which, which is pretty crazy because all this time spent is still basically trying to get there, and and they have to be able to do all the awakenings consistently, which no, which you know they're still messing up a lot on.
0: Really. And
1: yeah, and, and as a viewer, it's really fun to see because I really want to see what's next after that one shot mechanic. So what happened is uh, I think uh, Mr Happy's group, for example, they they got one of the awakenings. And not the, the second or third one. They once to happen to if they do just that one awakening and, oh. and get to the end. So they got that one awakening at the, at the end instead of getting all three. And they were able to survive that mechanic with one HP left instead of being instant one shot, right? Mm-hmm. And they got one shot immediately by something else shortly afterwards. But it, 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 I'm just really curious what ultimate Web is going to end up looking like. And kind of as a viewer, it is kind of it, it is keeping me interested in, and engaged with the game in a way that I, I kind of never was before, to a degree. Even though I, I, I haven't cleared this content, I have no intention of probably clear this anytime soon. My buddies are trying to get a group together. Just to, you know, to throw ourselves at it. Probably you know next week, and I'll, I'll be there. But it just—it's amazing to see how much the community really rally around these kind of events. Because like I said, even though most players will never try this content, Fallout 14 is one of the most watched games on, on on Twitch right now, and the game is almost never popular on Steam. It, it's like on—it uh, it has more viewers now than it almost ever does. You got 30,000 people watching on, on Twitch rather, so it's doing really well over there. People that otherwise wouldn't be rating or watching, you know, cheering on their favorite streamers. And just seeing this content so it's not just like content available for just the one percent of players it, it really entertains everyone in the game and it kind of gives people something to work towards which i think is, is beautiful for the game you know I, I think it's really healthy for the game
0: yeah i agree i agree and the fact that even people that's a good thing about streaming too even mm-hmm. the people who know or have no interest in doing this content themselves including hardcore players like you like you know, yeah. Uh, yeah at least can participate by watching it and if they feel involved mm-hmm. a part of it part of the lore, part of the you know progress yeah. et cetera. so that's cool.
1: And the thing is everyone gets so excited when like there's progress being made like they get to see the next mechanic, you know. And you uh, know, again, normally I don't really watch these streams, especially in a game like Final Fantasy XIV where the regular raids aren't particularly difficult, you know. But seeing, you know, this kind of stuff is mega exciting. And the design philosophy behind this is actually much different than the other raids because again, you were able to basically get to that one-shot mechanic despite doing the fights all wrong. You know, you weren't doing them correctly, but you were still able to, you know, get further into the fight and you and then you kind of have to discover why you messed up you know like what went wrong like, you know and you have to kind of figure out how to get their awakening states which isn't necessarily super obvious and like you said earlier with the with the how much people use the internet now back in the good old days you know streaming kind of you know gave everyone this information now back then like maybe somebody would find out this you know the mechanic and not tell anybody right but now everyone knows because of streaming you know before this this uh, information information is much more diffused now and the strategy to get out there much sooner and I think one of the reasons again that a lot of fights feel easier today is because we have guides we have people telling us what to do you know you play vanilla wow like you had no means of finding guides on how to beat like even you know molten core necessarily you know you'd have to ask your friend on vent if he you know, maybe he's he's done it before another group or maybe he knows how to do it you try to explain to people you know there are no there were no super easy guides to follow tell you where to stand what to stand or plugins that tell you where to go and stuff so a lot of the difficulty in in, in back then was a lack of access to knowledge
0: yeah and I have a good example of this. So when I and I were playing the first Pokemon games, before the internet was a thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we believed that if you hold down the button like A, when the, when the, you're catching the Pokemon, you know, it's like shaking, that helps your yeah. odds. And you got to push, you got to hold oh, down. Oh, that, that didn't help your odds? I don't know. That's the thing. I still to this day don't know if that's true or if it's a rumor. Like, I, I don't know, right? But there was always these kind of weird rumors, like, because your, your kids would talk to each other at school. But I feel like today, <laughs> if I had a question, like, okay, how do I beat this part of Pokemon? And I remember at school, People would, kids would hand me their uh, Game Boy because they knew I got past the cave. You know, this one cave they couldn't yeah. get past, I, and I did it for them. I, oh, thank you so much. Now I feel like there'd be no mystery because you can just literally bring up a step-by-step guide. Bang, 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 mm-hmm. done. That's
1: uh, you do kind of lose a bit of the mystique. Yeah. Because like I can already imagine if this fight existed like in the in the olden days without like information being so diffused and access to guides and streaming. It'd be a lot harder a lot of groups probably not figure this out right away you know like everyone basically once one group figured it out in their streaming yeah that information basically got to everyone you know yep. like everyone already knew that they were doing something wrong and they figured it out you know it just kind of like feels like a way to kind of skip ahead with the pokemon example i know for ex- no in pokemon red everyone said in my school if you can ever get to uh if you, you can get a pokemon with strength and swim before going to the which is the big ship in the game and you don't want to get access to these uh these hm's hidden machines where they're called these abilities until after the SSN left port and the area was no longer accessible. If you could swim to the side, there was a truck and if you use strength on the truck, and you would push the truck and gain access to Mew. Now, what's weird is there's there's some truth to the story because there is actually a truck there but using strength on the truck does literally nothing. (laughs) But everyone kind of like spread these rumors around and when I finally got, my friend traded me, I made a new file, my friend traded me a Pokemon that had strength and swim already and I was able to get there. I saw the truck, I was so excited to get Mew and it didn't happen. Nothing happened nothing yet
0: <laughs> it, it's very sad yeah i do but, wonder uh so I, we're that generation that basically the internet kind of came after we were already like i guess in mm-hmm. middle school maybe right high school yeah middle school i'd say middle school middle school uh, i wonder what this generation growing up now like let's say you're like five now and for you like let's say your big game part you're one of your big first games is like minecraft or mm-hmm. uh fortnite you, kn- you know you know that everything is online that, that spread, the information must be spreading so much faster. So I wonder what that, what will games in the future be like? Because you can't spend, if you're a game developer today, you can't spend like 10 hours making 10 minutes of content that requires like a mystery. Because you know all your players are going to one minute, bang, bang, get, get past that mystery. And there goes 10 hours of, you know, design.
1: Yeah, it's weird because I think and most fights especially are very like, are designed in a very telegraphed way. Now, I'm not sure if all... It doesn't apply to every fight, but basically almost everything in Final Fantasy XIV, from my experience, has been designed this way. I think almost everything in WoW is a bit similar, where, you know, basically it's this mechanic, and then after this mechanic, it's this mechanic, right? So And in this mechanic, you have to always stand in this one spot, or you almost always have to stand in this spot. You know, the boss casts abilities in a very telegraphed manner. He, he's not going to cast, like, a frontal AoE sweep and then do something completely unpredictable afterwards. He has a very basic rotation. He's going to go one after the other. You know, after he casts his frontal cone swoop, he will always cast the ability that hits to his left or something, right. It's a very weird way of designing boss fights, I think, and it's it kind of makes it for a bit a bit of a stale experience. Because I know when these when the new raids of Final Fantasy D come out, for example, learning them is a lot of fun. Just the progress of learning the fights, the process of learning and dying and wiping and learning is a lot of fun. You know, I'll find myself playing the game for eight hours straight doing these boss fights, and it's, it's some of the most fun I have in these games. But once you learn the fights, and once you have it on-farm status, it's really bizarre, because I can basically not look at my screen and know exactly what every mechanic that's coming up is telegraphed beforehand. And I'm basically like just chatting with my friends, watching my other monitor, while I'm basically doing my rotation with my eyes closed, basically, because I, I know what's coming up. It's a very weird way of designing boss fights, and, and, and it's because of the guides as well. People learn that a bit quicker as well. So I think developers have to, have to do something where the boss fights are a bit more unpredictable, but also fair.
0: Well, I do think there's actually hope on that front with with stuff like mm-hmm. AI, uh, not 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 like fake AI like sci-fi, but like machine learning. Like imagine a game like Final mm-hmm. Fantasy or WoW kept track of every time their boss was killed, right? Mm-hmm. And what the then they feed the uh, program to the to the game, where that boss you can't raise its you know health or anything, you can't raise its mm-hmm. damage, but it it, tr- it, it 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 tries to avoid situations that in the past you know ten thousand you know times led to its defeat. So instead, it, mm-hmm. it moves different. It does attack us in different order. That way, you can never It'd tell. would be awesome. With an explicit goal of avoiding previous failures, so you have to always, you know, you wouldn't know what's coming up next.
1: I wish more f- they, they did something like that because it would make the fights way more exciting. Mm-hmm. There's actually one fight in Final Fantasy 14 where the boss basically um, he has one of two predetermined paths and what what rotation he's going to do. Which is actually really interesting because you you don't know which one he's going to do until he casts his like first ability, mm-hmm. and then he goes down a different chain. And just having two like options. Completely throws people off. Where a lot of people end up wiping on that will never defeat that boss because it's really only one of two uh, paths he takes. And once he goes down a path, his, every move is predictable after that. And and the boss is really cool mechanics where he's gonna, He basically telegraphs what abilities he's going to cast. There's there's a giant there's two screens behind the boss, and it shows you which two abilities he's going to cast next. There's a big screen and a small screen. He'll cast ability on the big screen first, and then after that he'll cast one on the small screen. So what you'll see is you'll see you'll see both um, uh, abilities coming up next on so the big screen, and small screen, and then they'll disappear right. And then he by cast like skip program, which means he's not going to use the one on the big screen. He's only using the one on the small screen. You have to remember that from before. And it's actually really cool because you can telegraph the text that way. But the problem is, once you've done that fight enough, the way I have, you don't even look at the screen anymore. You literally memorize exactly what's coming up, no matter what. Oh. Which is really sad because a fight that would be really fun and would keep you on your toes, and a really interesting way of observing the mechanics, is no longer utilized because everyone just kind of memorizes what's coming up next and no one looks at the screen anymore. There's no need to. You know you there's know exactly what's possibilities, coming like, when it's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so there's only one of two possibilities anyway. Mm-hmm. But if the, but if those two possibilities were random, yeah. where he had like two random abilities every time, you couldn't memorize it. Yeah. And I think it would make the fights much more engaging and, and more hands-on. It's unfortunate that a lot of the fights don't do that. You're talking about that robot, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: And Guardian. The good thing, though, about you know these ultimate fights, on the other hand, though, is it's, not, it's about memorizing the mechanics as well, but there's a lot of individual mechanics involved as well. The, 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 your reaction speed in these fights are very important. I remember when I did Ultimate Coil, for example, it was really bizarre to me just how fast you had to react to certain things. Where the boss is casting on something called Twisters, uh, tornadoes appear under, every, under like almost every player. in The party and they move out of the way, otherwise they'll die. But if you basically look off your screen for, for a split second, you're done. You, you die because you, you didn't move fast enough at that point. You have to wait and then move it. Move right before it finishes casting. At 80% cast speed, you got to move. If you don't do that, you just die. So the game requires you to pay attention completely. And be on your toes, which is which is another way of introducing skill as well. So the, these fights are exciting ultimately. I I am I've been watching these streams for hours, and after I'm done with the podcast, I'm gonna go back to watching some of these streams to see what kind of progress, you know, these two big streamers have made on on the latest uh, you know, uh, ultimate difficulty in Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh all right. It's it's mega hype. So Alta, how long do you think it's gonna take for somebody to clear this? The last one was eleven uh, eleven days. I say less. Boy, You say less than eleven days. I'm really hoping for more because again, we don't know what the what the final fight is going to look like. An ultimate weapon. Everyone is dying around like six, seven minutes. Actually, it's a bit long. It has to be longer than. Hold on. Hmm. I forgot. Are they like eight, nine minutes or something? I think when they beat when they beat Titan, they're at seven or eight minutes, right? The previous fight was like sixteen minutes or seventeen minutes. So they're halfway. Hmm, That's kind of weird. Again, because yeah, something like that. Probably not even halfway just yet, yeah. and I imagine the, the the second half is gonna be harder. So who who cleared first last time? Uh, Japan or Japanese? I, I think it was a Japanese team that never streamed. We, we just, never streamed? You know, don't stream. give away your secrets. Oh. Yeah, that's I, th- funny. I think the trick is, of course, not to give away your secrets as well. Because, yeah. Basically, if, you, if if you're actually in the running to be a world's first, and the, you know, if you stream and you're making progress, you're giving away your secrets to other people. There's a huge like reason not to stream if you care about being world's first. If you care about getting viewers and making money on Twitch, obviously that's that's you know it's different. A lot of streamers are doing it for fun, you know. And so how many teams I'm glad they're doing it though, because if yeah. it wasn't for these guys doing it for fun, we wouldn't get to watch. How many people are streaming on Twitch? I mean different teams. I imagine I mean, if you go to Final Fantasy 14, all the most watched streams are basically people running this nonstop. Hmm. Like in fact everything is like that, like no one's doing anything else for real. Like the first, like looks like the first like 10 streams are all this. You scroll down, it's actually 80% of the top like 50 streams are all people running. Uh, the most difficult content. People are interested in seeing this, which is which is you know pretty pretty interesting. Especially considering the vast majority of players are casuals. You know, vast majority of players will never attempt this kind of content, but it's just people are interested. You know, it, it's it's, and I don't think it's particularly like taxing on the developers make this kind of content because what they're doing is they're reusing old assets. Basically, Garuda, Efreet, Titan, Ultima Weapon. These are all fights that exist in the game really early on in the game. They're just. And all the mechanics are generally the same as well. They're speeding things up, increasing damage, and making them basically place their abilities in different spots. They don't redesign anything from the ground up. They're basically just tweaking existing fights and combining them. So it's not super taxing. And you you know, a lot of people think, oh, why are they wasting resources on content only one percent of players will compete will complete. But I think this is really good and really healthy for the game.
0: I agree with that. Um, All right, I have an interesting story to bring up. Sorry, right, G- GDPR has claimed two more souls. Have you heard of this? Two more games. Two more games shutting down. And b- I haven't heard of this. Okay, so one is this. Do you remember this game, Mirage Arcane Warfare? The game sucked. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We 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 played it,
1: and I remember you, you basically the moment we played that alpha. The first thing you alpha I said was, "This game sucks. It's awful."
0: And I think Gumby and me kind of yeah, tried so defending it. from mmos.com? Poorly. Yeah, you guys tried defending this. Uh, I, I I I tried. Look, I I sugarcoat things too, obviously. Uh, yeah. Because every game. We, all, we sugarcoat a little bit. Yeah, we do sugarcoat, but there are some games that are just so bad. I can't, I can't I can't even touch them. Like I'll say this: Mirage Arcane Warfare was worse than Bless. Like I had more fun by a long shot. Me too. Playing, me too. even though Bless was buggy, shitty, unbalanced, I was like, "Huh, this is so." It was almost so bad that it was good, right? Like, I enjoyed it. But uh, I, got, I got some mm. pleasure from it. But this Mirage game, no pleasure. It was just cringy how bad it was. Especially considering how good their first game was. These are the guys that made mm. uh, the chivalry game. Yep. So, I, I don't know. How do you go from that to this? Uh, but at least it's dying. It's dead. Uh, I think they're kind of full of shit because obviously chivalry is not coming down. And you yeah. figure if the company has the infrastructure in place to service GDPR for chivalry... They could just duplicate it for this game if they wanted to keep it up, right? It's not like, you know, it's not like a ground up operation for them if they already have one game, mm-hmm. you know, compliant. But uh, yeah, it is shutting down. So there it is. It's already shut down as of May thirty first,
1: Ripperino, and I don't buy that for a second. This that, that like, look, I don't buy that one. If you say your game is shutting down GDPR, I I accept Ragnarok Online's excuse maybe to a degree. they already have a publisher, they're doing it or something. But this, this game was already basically dead, mm-hmm. and the studio behind it maybe wanted to. Say face instead of just shutting it down because it sucks. It, it clearly did suck and nobody played it. They should have said we're shutting it down because no one's playing it. Yeah. The blame GDPR on this one seems kind of iffy.
0: Yeah. Uh cool concept. Uh it was basically chivalry with like fantasy elements like magic. Uh mm-hmm. but it just it just didn't work. It wasn't fun. And What's the second game taking the hit? The second game taking the hit is Evolve. Have you played that? Really?
1: That game that game was by to play. It launched as free-to-play, and it had a huge uh, like following
0: when it went free-to-play. Yeah.
1: Evolve Stage 2, right?
0: Yeah, I guess I, I guess the whole thing's shutting down, including Stage 2. I don't know.
1: Because Evolve Stage... I, th- I think it was just Evolve before, and then I call it Evolve Stage 2. That's, I, I didn't see that one coming. Sh- Maybe we're talking about something else.
0: No. Ev- well, let's see. Uh, was, was Evolve the regular still up when Stage 2 came I, out?
1: I don't remember. No, well, there's basically no the way of playing yeah, Evolve Stage 2 anymore, so it's probably this game actually yeah. which, which was pretty ridiculous Evolve Stage 2 when it went free to play the player base jumped to over 50,000 which is insane wow it, it it's dropped since so it's dropped to what like zero or Uh, well right now there's zero people playing but at 24 hour peak of 300 so people okay. still play okay. the average 30 days is 266 but it, you know
0: and that, this was years ago went free to play back in uh, January of uh 2016 so it's been over two years yeah I think, it's, I think, I think it is the same game I think Evolve Stage 2 or whatever is shutting down and, GDPR is claiming another soul. You know, like, I think it's healthy, though. Because, you know, the they say even, like, deer herds, right? They actually benefit mm-hmm. from having, like, predators, like tigers or whatever nearby. Because what the tigers do is they eat the slowest, weakest, uh, sickest gazelle. The ones who can't get away, right? Mm-hmm. And without the tigers there, those sickly gazelle, you, they get the whole herd sick, you know? Their shit spreads. So, <laughs> Their shit spreads. So it's better, actually... For the scene, for these for these weak ass gazelle like Evolve and Mirage to get picked off by the bureaucratic tiger that is the European Union Privacy Department. Okay, that, that, that's the <laughs> analogy. Let's see if it fits. Uh, it fits to a degree, but I think it's still kind of sad. I mean, anytime
1: a game shuts down, like if they can afford to keep the game running because the servers themselves don't cost a lot of money, especially when you have that many people playing. If they can just keep it running on, on basically maintenance mode. I think it's good. There are people out there that you know that live to play Evolve Stage Two, or they live to play, uh, you know. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody out there that lives to play Mirage Arcane
0: Warfare, right? And it's still, so it's always sad to say game die. Not, not Mirage. I never not played Mirage. Evolve, so I can't, I can't comment on that.
1: Are, are you gonna dance on the the gravestone of
0: Mirage all time? Yes, good riddance. Good riddance. Good riddance. Uh, yeah, but again, maybe Evolve had, Evolve sounded cool, but I never played it. It was like a the mm-hmm. whole like one v four style I like. Um, Kind of like mm-hmm. dead by daylight i guess right but just shitty because mm-hmm. i guess nobody played it well
1: perina i knew i i knew those uh those commies in europe were up for no good we'll <laughs> see if they claim any other souls because the gdpr just went to effect. and actually i've still been being bombarded with emails of all the gdpr compliance stuff so that stuff just went to effect i think we'll hear maybe more games shutting down and more websites shutting down over it we'll see how that all evolves see what i did there evolves evolves Oof. Oof the all spicy this week
0: uh, i got a funny story yeah. all right let's take it okay i found this funny let's see if anybody in chat is uh if i offend anybody okay not, not intentionally but here we go okay so report xbox support staff helped train unpaid replacements before being laid off so in the good old days when people had to do mindless grunt work they demanded to be paid for it mm-hmm. okay so microsoft uh, had this whole division of su- support staff for uh, Xbox problems. but they said, Hey, wait a minute, our stupid ass Xbox fans will actually help each other for free. So <laughs> they got volunteers, which they pay in like gamer ta- like, uh, titles and avatar pictures on Xbox, right? That's what mm-hmm. you're getting paid in, and you must provide support for people who you know do tickets uh, who send tickets for you know having issues with Xbox. And they got so oh many God. volunteers now that they don't even need to pay people anymore. <laughs> That's actually pretty genius.
1: Oh, they're, pay, they're paying them in titles. All right. I mean, you'd be surprised. There are people out there that would like do anything for the title of a moderator on like a popular yeah, yeah, stream. Yeah. Or like uh, on a, back in the good old days, like they were always people that would suck the admin's dick to get access to like mod privilege. You know, for some reason, it's always like a status symbol. I know on subreddits, people still basically will bend over backwards for the privilege of being a mod and doing work for free, which I never quite understood because answering tickets sounds boring as hell. You know, mm-hmm. and, and being a mod is just responsibility, you know, like. I'll, I'll take the responsibility if my friend asks me but like I, I would never volunteer for responsibility
0: yeah it's it's insane um but you know it, it, someone in chat said outsourcing right but mm-hmm. uh, assume uh, the whole point of outsourcing is you find somebody who lives in like a lower salary um uh, mm-hmm. country right and then you pay them which is fine you know they they, they got to feed their family whatever but this isn't even outsourcing to like Save money. This is like outsourcing to to, to idiots, like not the people who live in like you know cheaper countries and don't have the same opportunities. It's just people who don't want to get paid for the work they do. Uh, it's just pretty weird. bizarre. Yeah. They're,
1: they're being they're being undercut by people who have to work for free. You know, you can't really you know lower your salary any more than that. They're doing it for free. <laughs> Game is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes! It, it's it's pretty crazy how much power there is to the special titles.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, the only other interesting thing I read uh this last. It wasn't even this week. It was like two weeks ago. then really there's still hackers on Black Desert Online. And you'd think with their immense popularity, like MMORPGs typically are the there's less there's a lot less hackers in MMORPGs than there is in stuff like uh, CS:GO or any FPS game. For some reason, FPS games is always easier to hack because you you, you program a lot of client side stuff to basically you know aim for you basically detect the heads and shoot them right. Yep. Or aim assist and stuff. But BDL... Th- look at this. This video came out like uh, in April April 18. It's been pretty old now. April April 19th, This video. But uh, there's a guy speed hacking in this video, and, and you'll you'll see it pretty clearly after like ten seconds. It kills him, and do you see how fast this guy's just basically running across the map, blowing everything up? Like you would think something like this was like mega easy to detect, so, which is pretty crazy, right?
0: So who's hacking? The guy we're watching, like right now? No. Okay. No, he no, dies. You know, oh, the have, hacker. Okay.
1: And then you'll see the guy that kills, him. and there's another clip as you know later in the video. The guys going to run past him, hacking, basically killing everything in his way. There's the, the, the cloud in this. You see a guy running with a cloud in this distance just teleporting around the map? You'll see his cloud as he runs and kills things.
0: Okay, I got to see it again.
1: You'll see again towards the end of the video as well. Oh. Like at, I think at 31 Oh, 30 I see. I see. I
0: see. He's now. coming in now. Yeah. Ooh. And basically what happens is
1: he just speeds across everything. You really, you see it really clear, like 31 to 37. Yeah, yeah. So obviously the guy is, is farming things extremely fast, and people are saying that a single person is banned yet for BDF hacking. Multiple have reported the same person, and they've continued blatantly hacking for over six months. Which that's a pretty damning, like, you know, comment. Because especially when it says you've been killed by a person, you can look up their name and to see the person hacking not get punished is pretty bizarre. And this game is doing really well too. It's not like a really obscure game either. It's no. still one of the most played MMORPGs on Steam, hitting probably over 20k users still. So and it's completely and and, and the economy is completely ruined by this game. So the the economy is still kind of controlled in this. You can only sell items for certain amounts. But basically, people that hack like this, it's not really about the experience, about the, how much gold and resources you can get. Because you can outbid everybody else in the auction house for all the rare resource. And he's killing things like 100 times faster than other people.
0: Yeah, it looks so funny.
1: And if you see this as a... And, and what what's crazy is, you know, you're risking your max level, like high level characters to do this as well. Like If, if there's any chance of being banned, and you doing it on your character to kill like tough enemies, you know, if your character gets banned, that, that's a big setback. You know, you got to buy the game again. You got to, you know, either rebought the max level or get the max level again. And then, you know, you'd think in a buy-to-play game, the incentives for anti-cheating would be much higher. Because if, if you in MapleStory, for example, it's a little harder to deal with the hackers, because the hackers can perpetually make new accounts and just bought them max perpetually, and you can, and you can make an cash for free. In Bio, that's not the case. You gotta buy the game every time. It goes on sale for five bucks, but otherwise it's ten dollars. So every time you ban a hacker, you make ten bucks, and that's, that's why they buy nothing else. And obviously those hackers are probably buying uh the pets as well to loot. A we loot everything. Because if you don't a loot everything, it, it, it's imp- you can't even practically hack if you don't have the pets. The game is set up in such a way that you basically need pets to hack as well. Because if you're killing everything so fast. You're to pick up the loot. Otherwise, you slow down your grind by by by, by manually clicking stuff. I suspect so it's, a lot of these yeah.
0: hackers are using stolen credit cards, so they don't care. Like, even um even big comp- Western companies like uh, Fortnite, mm-hmm. they don't have a hacking problem per se. Like, uh, mm-hmm. but they have a huge problem with you know unauthorized access to accounts. And how this works is um apparently Epic your ga- Epic Games account saves your payment information. Mm-hmm. So, what people do is they just guess your password. And I, I, a lot of you probably have been getting... If you guys play Fortnite, you've been getting uh, daily, you know... Uh, hack, attempt. hack attempts. attempts, okay. yeah. I, I, I used to get 100 per day. Like, like Gmail would stack 100 and move on to the next stack of 100. Wow. Yeah. People uh, like are just trying to get... Brute force my password. Because if they get but in... What do they get for getting in? That's what they get. They get... um. Uh some accounts, like if you ever bought something and you click you know save my payment information, it's saved. Okay. So they can they can buy the code card, V Bucks co- code, right? Oh, it's transferable. So you, you, you you buy prepaid V Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're transferable. Yeah. That's what they're going yeah. after. And, okay. And, it and, makes sense. I never knew. And, and first of all, I bet half of people don't even look at their credit card statements on a month to month basis. No, probably not. Because it's their parents' card or whatever, right? And the parent is busy yeah. with his life his life. He doesn't know. It. Okay, hundred dollars for V Bucks. What I don't what's the fuck is, what is this? I don't know. Whatever. And they they don't care. Uh, but even if they, uh, they do a chargeback, it takes months, you know. Like, and, and by then the guy spent his V bucks, baby, or, or he sold them for like 10 bucks for 100 uh, to someone yeah. else on third party. Now it's gone. Interesting. That
1: makes that makes a lot more sense. I was I was kind of curious what they would get because it's I a knew huge the, the money skins maker. were transferable. It's a huge money maker. The there's, there's, there's,
0: there's, there's like tens of millions, if not more, just changing hands. But computers. but
1: you you would think you could fix this overnight by you know why can't Epic Games just make it so. Those V bucks codes are not transferable. Problem fixed. It fixed all the. I bullshit. mean, or they could
0: just save, not make it so you can you save your payment information online. Well, well, a lot of I mean,
1: Amazon does that. A lot of people do that, you know. So I, I get the convenience of that, but you can fix it over. Just don't make transferable V bucks you know. Yeah. Or, or if you want to get the V box codes, you know, maybe you have to go to a store and buy them physically, the physical cards, you know, and then put that responsibility on the on the retailer to prevent fraud. But the moment you make them, you know, digital, it just yeah, I understand why they want hack accounts. Now.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. So Shaniao in chat, yeah, I saw a charge from Epic for 300 bucks and I was on, on that shit right away. Yeah, guys, so if you don't check your, cre- your card statements, I, I've been kind of guilty of this too. There are, I do check it, but there are months I don't, you know, like, I won't check it. I out. will go four or five months without checking my card. I just auto pay and I, yeah, I don't even look at it. Yeah, so there you go. But I, pro-
1: I probably should. There's, there's probably some, you know, you never know. Yeah. And I imagine yeah. typically if you can't get they're not going to buy like $10,000 worth no, of stuff. No. They might put like $100 a month yeah. in it, but you might not see it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you sneak it in once in a
0: while, it's pretty genius. Yeah, it's crazy um, yeah, and I, I I think I'm more tech savvy than average, right? So like, I have the uh, sure. like the mobile SMS like login thing uh, on my Epic account now. Defector authentication, yeah. Because yeah. I was I was scared. I was like, how are they guessing? Because if, if if they get to the email verification, it means they got your password, right?
1: What's weird is that, I, I know, you would get in some of my my Epic emails. It'd be like, okay, uh, like a user has like tried to log into your account. We blocked them. However, if you've seen this email, it means they've gotten your password. That that's really bizarre. Like a lot of them have gotten my password, and I actually just I actually just this week enabled two factor authentication, and I changed my password to be very high, like pretty secure password
0: with caps and special characters. So my my, my Epic Games account is now fully secured. Yeah, but I think the reason they're targeting uh, Epic so much now is a because Fortnite is huge, but mainly because uh, like I said, th- that that auto saved, and here's the thing: even a lot of sites that auto save your card. They'll make you put those last three in. You know they won't yeah. save those last three numbers in the back, but uh, Epic apparently just saves the whole thing. You can, can one click buy, baby. That's so. why they're going after that. Makes sense. It all makes sense now, boys. It all yeah. makes sense. Yeah.
1: But again, it's sad to see Black Desert. He's not dealing with the hackers in a way that you'd expect from a buy to play
0: game. Well, because you know? it's, it's, it's not. It's a like Korean. It, it, it's 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 a free to play game in all aspects except for they, they just charge five bucks to start with. You know? Like, yeah. But again, yeah, that, that that still like stuff like this seems like. I don't know. It just feels like they should feel the
1: detectives or make some of the the, because the, obviously they can't dupe items. That's all server side, right? Like You think after all these reports come in of players being pissed off over hacking and literally videos showing it, they move some of these values towards uh you know server side or something. You know this doesn't happen in in World of Warcraft. It doesn't happen in like other games. It just it just seems bizarre that and this is the only video. There's actually multiple videos of people hacking too, and it's kind of lame. Obviously it's.
0: Yeah, I see a lot of people. It just completely
1: it. ruins game's market as well. You know, people can just basically AoE farm everything
0: at insanely high speeds, and just you know, it's nuts. But honestly, it's I'm um, I'm kind of resigned to this because it's such a part of MMOs. Like, I mean, even back in the RuneScape days, uh, mm-hmm. botting and and you know this kind of stuff is just it's just so part and parcel of the experience that I'm kind of numb to it now. Yeah. To be to be honest, <laughs> they should yes, they should ban you, but uh. You, it's like an arms race that you can never really win. Like, I I read, an, mm-hmm. I read a post about how many times they ban people on Counter-Strike every year. You know, how many accounts they ban. Yeah. And people just keep buying more and more and more and keep doing it over and over again. So, it, it, it's a never-ending arms race.
1: I think there was, a, there was a comment of, like, what percent of players in, like, the highest tiers of Counter-Strike end up hacking. And then that posted, like, because if you report people, you can, like, track later if they got banned or not. Or you can look at the list of, like, all the people you ever played with, right? There's, there are third-party websites that track, basically, um, Every, they track everyone you've played with, and then if you go back a month later or two months later, it'll look back how many of those people got banned for hacking. And it's insane, like 10% of people end up getting banned. Like The people with the highest tier of gaming, they look back at, at their last month of play, and 10% of people they played with got banned. Wow. It's nuts how many people hacking those guys. But again, like like I said, it's always easier to hack in, in first-person shooters yeah. than MMORPGs, you know? And botting is nearly unstoppable. I don't think anyone's really complaining about the botting because people are going to bot no matter what. Basically, no MRP just ever figure out how to stop botting, and it's impossible because it's all client side. But a
0: speed hack like that seems very clearly something you can fix, you know. I'm not saying how? you can you can stop all the hacking. How do you fix it? No, Remember story? You used to do the vac hack and stuff, you know, like how do you stop everybody was doing that. You go to an empty map, you you turn it on. If anyone comes to your map, you, you turn it off You know, quickly. Yeah. So it, it's such a it's such a hard thing to catch. It, clearly, it's
1: not happening in, in, in Final Fantasy XIV or World of Warcraft. I mean, there were there were teleport hacks back in those games as well, but I think most of them have been uh you know mostly the the problem is botting now. And I don't think anyone expects botting to go away, but the speed hack stuff is is definitely a bit of a nightmare.
0: It is a nightmare, but especially in a PvP style game like uh, BDO. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, I don't know how. I don't know what. So what can they do? What can they do? How do they stop it?
1: Mm-hmm. Huh? Know, I'm looking at uh I'm looking at their um. The, the Southeast Asian version of Black Desert Online, they linked how many players they banned, right, mm-hmm. for uh, for, for cheating. It's actually pretty remarkable. Permanently restricted from the game. So here's the list. I can show you that. It's actually pretty sad how short the list is. So, again, it's only the Southeast Asian version of the game. And it looks like it was between um, it's a long period. Is, is, is that really January 10th to, like, uh May 30th? That's, like, five months. And they banned a total of, drumroll please, 142 users. That's it? Come on. There are more people spamming the game than that, right? And any well, any given day, there are people advertising bullshit services than just that, you know. Yeah. So it just seems like not, there's there's a lot of people upset about this. You know, if you look at the Black Desert subreddit, uh, hacking is probably the biggest um, like concern with the game right now. And people are showing like the gear that the hackers have to like some of the gear that people have. It's just like it requires like a tr- you know unfathomable lots of farming to get that you can only get by hacking basically. All the upgrades in their
0: gear. So again, though, if even um, like Valve with all the money that Valve has, or all the, because remember, Valve controls the platform, they control the game, the engine, right? Every aspect of it, okay, of the stack yeah. for Counter Strike, and even they can't get rid of this problem. They they keep banning people, but for every one guy they ban, they must be more getting away with no, it. Otherwise, I, they wouldn't I, keep I'm doing saying, it. Uh, I already yield that you can't stop all the hacking, but I feel like
1: beat hacks like this need to be stopped. How the botting will never stop whatever value allows them to change, you can just you can just change that every time or something. It's, it's on their anti fix it. Make it server side. Do something like that to you know address that. Or you can do you can do server side speed checks too. If any if any player moves at a rate that's literally impossible, they get banned. A lot of games do that. I think that you know mm-hmm. that's a way the auto detect bans as well. I'm sure there's you know, a way if a player just... moves at unreasonable speeds. I know PUBG, for example, does that as well. Where PUBG, if they detect you moving at a speed that's literally impossible, you get insta-ban.
0: That's a part of their anti cheat it's relatively newish, but I remember they talk about it. I do think they should err on the side of just blocking the account, and then having you try to explain I'll why. Yeah, complain about yeah, it because yeah. I think a lot of you know hackers just won't. They'll just they'll just walk away if they get can... they'll, they'll accept their ban. You know, yeah. fair. But
1: it's it's sad to see all the people. You know, just seeing how bad some of the hacking situation. Black like there's is still a good game, but it just it's, it'd be really sad to see this get really out of hand because this is one of those things where the economy gets so inflated, it really hurts experience for everyone else. If a certain group of people just literally are farming money at the rates of a thousand times what other players can farm, it could just really derail the experience for everyone else. Yeah. Both in terms of unfairness and literally access to resources become like near impossible.
0: I got to do more reading about this. I want to see what exactly the what kind of hacks they're mm-hmm. doing and uh, what is what is like the response. Like, How yeah. do you stop it? Um, what do they have in place? Because you'd assume any kind of sophisticated hacker... Can get around those speed checks. They can just, you know, what I'm oh, oh,
1: sophisticated hacker. Okay, obviously you will never stop the sophisticated hackers. But most most players just use off the shelf like hack tools. You know that like, you know, if, if people write custom hacks for their business where they're like, uh, like botting it and like getting stuff for people's accounts, I, I, you can never stop that. I think it's fair across the board. But I, I imagine the biggest problem is people just downloading pre made hacks and doing it in mass. Like that's the biggest issue. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I'll be about it. This is you know, it seems pretty interesting stuff.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Anything
0: else spicy this week? Uh, there's
1: a potentially new Diablo game coming out, but there's basically nothing on that. Just yeah, I know. about the news on emails.com. Yeah, people are. They're, they put a job listing for. Uh, they put a job listing for an unannounced Diablo project. So all that, think Are we getting Diablo Four? Is it DLC for Diablo Three, or is it a mobile Diablo game? It's one of those three for sure. I think.
0: Oof, I think, I think it's another add on for D Three. DLC?
1: I think, it's a, I think it's a D3 DLC as well. I mean, Path of Exile is still firing on all cylinders. They actually just launched, uh... Path of Exile just launched an expansion this last week. Their player base jumped, like, over 80,000 concurrent on Steam. So it's doing really well. Yeah, they, and we haven't seen a Diablo 3 DLC since, uh, the Necromancer one, which was exactly one year ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think is really good with, with, uh, updates. You know, they have they have new updates every year.
1: Actually, it's pretty funny. I think, uh, Shineo just linked, uh, a hack for, um, for Black Desert Online, and it's on Owned core, which is actually pretty funny. This website is literally known for sharing uh, hacks, exploits, and bugs. It's so, like I feel like if you work at any MMO company or any online game company, you have one like customer service guy, one employee once in a while peruse Owned core and just download the hacks and literally ban people that you know that, that use them. You know, it's just pretty crazy. Like some of the hacks still work on here, and people are saying like awesome release, like this shit works, man, awesome. That's pretty funny. And this 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 website has been this website has been around forever. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure we downloaded our MapleStory one hacks on this website when we hacked MapleStory. Can we show sure it on stream, or, or is Story? it like is it a Bolton? Uh I don't know. I think I think you just click on it and just show it for a second. It's a form. Okay. Is that you know? There's nothing you know
0: beyond that on it. Better Bolton. But, what are you saying, Bolton? Are you making up words all the time? For Bolton. That's like German for, for like forbidden. Oh, the forbidden fruit here. Uh, yeah, so, I like, the, I like this part, too. Supported versions. E-U-N-A. It doesn't, doesn't work. They, they fixed it in Asia. They haven't fixed it here yet. Yeah, this is specifically for this one. It's like, what
1: does this hack do? Uh, you get normal speed hacks for players mounted. Normal speed hacks, no, not like crazy speed. Normal speed hacks. And speed hack for players for attacking and casting. Like, anytime you... They're affecting attack values, too, which is insane, because that's, like, so broken. If it was just movement, that's one thing. But if you're literally just getting, a, like, a combat advantage, it's also insane. Uh, it's a DPS output but this is much higher than compared to normal attack and whatnot. So it's pretty, pretty brazen. You know? I feel like all you have to do is, um, and they would say this is obviously good in terms of service, but you might get banned one day for using it. You know, it works today, but you might get banned. But like if they post these hacks publicly, look, I don't expect any company to be able to ban all the private hacks that are made by coders themselves or for private clients. But shit like this, where it's literally a public hack that a thousand players are downloading and using, this shit has to get fixed. That's all. That this is the one that's got to be fixed. Nothing else, this one. Shit like this.
0: You know, Omar and I had a, some buddies in uh, high school and they would pretend to write hacks for like Diablo 2, uh, Battlefield, uh, whatever, Warcraft. But all these hacks did was uh, look through your registry for the CD key and then email it to our buddy. So <laughs> you had these kids trying to hack, but all they were doing was getting their CD key stolen all day. So what do you... want, If you want to get back at hackers, do it that way. You know, like, just steal from them. Mm-hmm. Steal from the perspective of hackers. Like I'm okay with that. Like if you put a, if you put some kind of spyware in a in a hack, in a, in a fake hack, and you you know, put it online, yeah. and people download it. They, you know, that's fine. That's cool. That's justice. I'm, I'm I'm cool with that.
1: No, you know I would love to see. I would I would love to see like uh somebody at Pearl Abyss or Kakao Games put out a hack on this website, and like like and when you download it, all it does is basically it, like identifies your account and then bans you. Like it, it, gives, it feeds them information who's using the hack. And maybe like it'll work for like a day, right? Anyone that downloads it, it'll, it'll spread like wildfire, right? Make a hack. Let the developers themselves make a hack that works beautifully. It works beautifully because they make the game, right? They get past everyone that they hack. And then anyone that downloads it, boom, it's
0: a ban after one day. Wouldn't that be beautiful? That would be justice, all right? It would be, but what about this then? What if you do, you run the numbers and you look at your uh, player base and the people who are hacking are also the ones spending the most money in the cash shop? So now if you ban, let's say like 10% of the players which are hacking, you lose like 80% of your revenue. Would you do it? Maybe not.
1: It comes down to one of those situations, yeah, individually they may spend more, but you kind of miss the calculation of like all the players that quit the game because of the hacker. You know, if like you, you piss off two other people that spend less on average, you can hurt the game more that way. Obviously the hackers spend money too, but it's, it, it, the equation goes quite a bit more than that as well. You don't want to want to prolong the lifespan of your game and everything. I don't know
0: which way they I don't know which way the equation goes. It could it could go that way. You know
1: who knows? Some did release a fake hack for CSGO a while ago. Insta vac That's pretty funny. That was made by players too. But I think for MRPGs, you know you could do a Trojan ho- horse approach where, you know, it works for a day and you just instaband anyone that uses it. You know, because like, it would literally send data to the server on who's using it. And it's made by the developer. So it would just work and just instaband that would be that'd be like the most uh like beautiful thing like such justice would be served in the world and then they would get so much good pr imagine they did that i feel like everyone would be like hailing them like on, on like reddit as like just like badass I, I would have mega respect for that
0: so what about this idea where someone posted in chat what if the hacks are in the cash shop you can literally buy like you know speed hack uh i mean in a way you have that with pay to win games already like mm-hmm. a game
1: a lot of games are literally just paying for power anyway so you kind of indirectly kind of get there anyway with pay to win games
0: what no, about that what about this Okay, so you can buy like a one-day speed hack pass. But it says, warning, if other players report you, you will be banned. You must do, you know, so it, it, the risk is on you. If, if you don't get reported, we're okay with you using this hack for one day, two day, ten day, whatever, however much you pay. But if you give X number of reports, you're still banned. Uh, no, that's, that's obviously a terrible idea. Why? And that actually, that actually reminds me of, uh, there's a pretty funny
1: headline you linked me earlier this week. The headline really makes a story i think maybe we should share that on uh on stream here oh yeah i got it's it the okay about pay to win we talk a lot about pay to win on this podcast so this is uh quite the headline and it kind of captures the our thought process for a while you know we've talked about chinese like east first west when it comes to pay to win and obviously in america we are we are not against pay to we're against pay to win
0: yeah so the Whereas headline I... is the americans largely won't pay to win a video game but chinese gamers will and It's probably obvious to everyone in this chat, but it's just uh, a big site like this. uh, Kind of realizing it is also pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. It's just a huge cultural difference, Uh, and uh, I I think this deserves its own like topic, maybe next week weekly rate or something. But we can't forget that pay to win isn't new. Pay to win is how video games started. The same companies that made gaming, like Sega, Konami, are these are some OG video companies. You know what their business was before video games? Slot machines. I mean slot, ma- slot it means machines. Slot machine commission. They still make slot you know, they still make a lot of money with slot machines, these companies. So and video games were just made as a side business to gambling company games. You know. And also, what are arcade machines? They they were all pay
1: to win as well. Oh, you know, yeah. Remember you play those like the shooting games? When you run out of lives, what do you do? You put another quarter and you get another life, you know? Mm-hmm. If you just if, if, if you play with your friend and like your friend's got more quarters than you, guess what? He's like being the game and you're not, you know? Or if you're playing Gall and Legends at the arcade, every second your HP ticks down. You put another quarter and you get more HP. You know, yeah, it you was literally, literally buy HP, Pay yeah. to win. Yeah. The, every arcade game was literally pay to win as well. So when did the concept of fairness perhaps enter the well, when, when the Western companies the psyche.
0: kind of started making games?
1: But even the Western companies that made arcade games, they were still pay to win. You had to pay yeah. like for lives. Every arcade machine, when you run out of lives, you pay more, you keep going. You know, that was still pay to win as well. You know, nowadays that the same concept kind of exists in like stuff like Bless where if you run out of, you know, if you die in a dungeon, you can literally pay to instantly resurrect. You know, a lot of games do that. Mm-hmm. So worker does it as well. Where you, you die in a dungeon, you pay money to resurrect. It's, it's almost like a, the a paying quarters to an arcade machine. Cool.
0: It's, going, it's going full circle, boys. Ooh, there you go, full circle, full circle gaming. But now instead of quarters, you got to spend like ten dollars at a time. Yeah, that's, it's not. it's it only was only quarters.
1: You <laughs> got way more expensive. It did, and that actually brings up another interesting discussion. How much? Um, I know there was a lot of complaints about Bless's um pay for convenience, and then we talk about a little bit with Black Desert Online as well. Like, how much pay to con- pay for convenience is okay. Because I think, I think for the most part, most people agree that most people don't object at all to cosmetics. You know, like stuff like Overwatch or or, or Terra. Some people costumes, do, but most people don't. Yeah, well, like 99% of people are a-okay with for pay-for cosmetics. Yeah. But when you start doing like convenience, it sounds good, like oh, just pay for convenience, bruh. But like the reality is, you know, you want to play Black Desert Online, you need a pet. You know, you don't even want pet, you need, like four pets if you want to actually, you know, farm efficiently in Black Desert Online. Those are those are considered convenience, but they're kind of necessary. Or even that's that might be worse than the you know in in Bless, for example, uh, you can teleport to dungeons if you pay money like you can just go from like the, the capital city instantly teleport to a dungeon that you want to you want to run for like one time payment like seventy five uh, lumenas, and, right? So like, how much pay? Like, it seems kind of innocuous, but like at a certain point, like w- w- what's the cutoff for too much pay for convenience? You know, because in, in that regard, you're getting XP faster, you get to your locations
0: faster. You know, I I will say uh, that f- this reminds me of uh, Star Wars. The old Republic, when they went from subscription only to free to play with with the subscription option, what they did was they um, only the subscribers could teleport to the to like the, the capital ship or whatever for each faction um, mm. when they wanted to. Everyone else couldn't do that unless they paid like a one time like, token, right? It cost money in the cash shop. So I think pay for convenience is okay on a per dime basis, like, but only if there's a subscription optional above it where you get unlimited for all that stuff. Does that make sense?
1: Or maybe they got to segregate it in I don't know, somehow. Like, I like the concept of like a subscription server, like where there's oh. no pay to win at all or yeah, no yeah, like yeah, cash Yeah, yeah, that's good. I would love to like every game, just like every like popular free to play game, where they can afford, you know, they've got player base to support maybe a subscription server. Where in that server there's literally no cash shop. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like give that option to players. You know, if that option exists, I think it's fine. It is without that option, it, it can definitely feel like nickel and diming all the time. In Star Wars, you can help every MMO needs to be able to hide your helmet. Alright. Every game needs that. I hate games that don't have it.
0: Yeah, oh, alright. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I'm okay with something like that where uh as long as you have an optional subscription. Cause here's the thing too. I hate, even in a free game where I'm okay with paying some money or no money, whatever it is, I hate the fact that they nickel and dime you on everything. Like like inventory. Yeah. Bank inventory. Uh you know what I'm saying? Like it's just enough already like I, I want one option to pay once or on a recurring basis and just not mm-hmm. deal with any of that uh convenience stuff right yeah, the, some of the convenience stuff is not that bad it's not like game breaking because like, is definitely not game breaking at all
1: I, I think you know being able to access the game for free is obviously a huge win as well you know
0: i feel like though some things really bother me like even more than if it were just a money cost like when what i oh wait a, when a game is designed that i'm so i'm constantly running out of uh, space. Inventory space that think, is infuriating. BDO was bad at this. BDO was so annoying. It gave you so few slots and like things in the stack. Um, I was always full of uh crafting materials and stuff in BDO. I just I wanted to do more of the crafting uh quest and stuff, the side quest, but I just didn't want to carry the shit around because there's so few inventory slots. So that was annoying. Never was the same way
1: too. I hate running inventory space. I know in in, in Bless it kind of got annoying as well. You could buy a, a, additional inventory in Bless like pretty early on. And you do need additional inventory and bless. Otherwise, you have to constantly keep going to the vendor and sell shit. And you have all this loot on you that you know not you know, like it fills the inventory with stuff that you think might be useful later on. So you don't want to open it yet or, or throw it away, but you don't know. And ugh, it's frustrating. And the first thing I did with my founders Pack money was to buy uh, additional inventory slots. And they're not cheap, though. I remember they're, they're pretty expensive. Indeed. Our Rift does have a sub only server right now. Anything else spicy this week, Alpha?
0: uh wait, i'll show this this is a picture you showed me earlier uh this is another bless online the chat filter uh meme so for those of you who don't understand this uh has has an awful chat filter like they just most
1: of it's most of it's fixed now but the, but the picture is still hilarious
0: okay so it's hard to read guys so i will try reading it for you uh plus so online general chat complaining about ma- maturity filters and chat being awful devs respond with a global message that gets censored can't make this stuff up folks and the message is we are aware of the overly aggressive uh, that chat filters are and sorry for any issues this may have caused but after C-A-U on cause, it just bleeps it out I don't even know why, it's not a bad word right? S-E-D no. in fact even, even the filter's still pretty bad because it still catches, what happened I think was the,
1: the chat the, the, the chat filter went through the Google Translate right and some curse words in Korean just got like short like two letters or something and th- those two letters no matter what will always get banned so if you if you say the words ag at launch day for example, any word that you, if you type ag by itself you would get it would be chat filtered. If you start typing words like again or lag or any words that contain ag, those will always get filtered out, which is really bizarre. I mean, it made no kind of sense. And even now, like a lot of words are like filter, like you you can you can't say but, like b u t t, which I don't know if that's really a curse word. You know, it's it's but you but you're allowed to say ass. You can say ass, but you can't say but. <laughs> That th- th- blew my mind. I it out, like wait, I can say ass, but I can't say butt. Come on, that's so funny. And there are people named like penis running around, but, but no, you can't say butt. It, it makes no sense. It's it's such a really thought out chat filter. Yeah. Oh, that's bad.
0: Oh, that was that was it's my last stuff, thing. Boys. Oh, here's okay, one more lighthearted article for you guys. All right. All right. So, uh, ZeniMax, uh, the company behind Elder Scrolls Online, is hiring for a new position for ESO. Uh, that you guys can apply here. I'll I'll, I'll link it. And the, the title is Monetization Designer. Ooh. And so Interesting. so basically your job is to, you know, squeeze the game, uh, get new items in the cash shop, etc.
1: No, 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 no. I'll tell you. Your, your, your responsibility is to develop and manage a calendar of offerings, updates, and events. It makes it sound very nicely. But what they really mean is... To squeeze as much money as you can from players without pissing them off too much.
0: And I, I love this fancy title for this position: monetization designer. And th- uh, I love the requirements for this job. You need three plus years as a monetization designer uh, experience. Mm. I didn't. Did this job exist like three years ago? I guess. I guess so, <laughs> but it didn't it didn't. I don't think it had this name. This is a pretty new yeah. uh, position in the gaming world. I feel.
1: Hmm. It's really weird because like a lot of these games have always these, like, the developers are always... It, it's just a weird dichotomy for developers to kind of, like, see how much they can squeeze out of players, right? It's a very unhealthy relationship between a developer and their players to be constantly, like, you know, hiring designers to find new and innovative ways to squeeze money out of players, right? Like, they should be focused on making the game better. And money should come, like, through that process.
0: So, I, think it's, I don't know. It's, it's very sad. Nah, that's that too we, idealist. We We're going back to the slot machine, baby. Get ready. Maybe. Perhaps. I think... In the minds of key developers, okay, the ideal video game is literally a slot machine, and so we have to move closer to that. That's progress. See, the further you get from the slot machine, that's the, that's you know regression.
1: And I'm starting. To, I'm playing this one mobile game right now because my, my buddy Chicken MC told me to play. I don't know why he's playing this mobile game. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty terrible. It's called Idle Heroes, right? So I play when I'm pooping, basically. But the more I play this game, it. it I'm pretty sure it's a Chinese-developed game, and it is so like. It's so obvious to me that this this isn't like this is not a product. We can show the game on on, on Idle Heroes. On okay. Idle Heroes. This game is not like a product designed to 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 evoke joy from players, right? This game is literally a Skinner box. The whole purpose of this game, there's no fun involved in this game. The game is a mathematically designed formula to milk money out of players. <laughs> there, there is no sense of like I'm doing something. Hey, I did something cool. Like I made a cool gameplay move, right? Like there's none of that. It's just so obvious to me that like it, 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 this doesn't speak for every mobile game, but this game in particular, it just it's such a soulless like way to milk money out of players. It, it, it's, it's a very methodical process to take money from players. There's nothing here, and I never felt this way about like any like for the most part any PC game I've played, even a lot of the free to play games, right? I never felt like from the get go this was just purely an attempt to get money. Like you could say Bless was a cash grab or whatever, but the reality is underneath Blessed there was a game, there was a product. Okay, there was a reason to play blast, right? And the monetization exists on top of that. This game feels like it was designed from the pure bottom up to take as much money from players as possible.
0: I I it's I would have to agree These with mobile that. games are so bizarre. Yeah.
1: It's insane. Cuz I, I don't I don't typically play these games. I played it for like a, again when I take a poop I play it for like five minutes but like I get no joy. It, it's literally just, I'm doing this loop and it just feels like it, every like Every 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 once in a while you play this game, it throws a dart at you, right? It, it throws like, "Give us money, give us money," and, and if, if you click no, right? You know, it goes away for a while, but then it comes back at you, right? And one of those will stick at you eventually. And the way these games do it sometimes is like, if the first offer didn't work, like they'll give like a ninety percent off offer, like the next time you play. I, I know, uh, my buddy Chicken MC is like, they got ten bucks out of me. Like, what you spent? You paid money for this shit? What the hell's wrong with you? He's like, dude, it was like this ninety percent off deal. I'm like, that's how they get you, buddy. He's like, I know. Ninety like, percent off what? You know, like, yeah. 90%, <laughs> It's so. It's actually pretty cringe. If I look, if you look at the game's cash shop right now, like I'm opening a game right now, it's like a. a it's called a cool event, right? You can get this this monthly card, and like the monthly card, it, it's so obviously bullshit. Like it's just like the retail price on this card is $195, but it's on sale for $14 right now. That's such bullshit. Like this, this, this is the deal. He bought this deal because like he saw it was oh, it's normally $195, <laughs> but now it's $14.99. I think the most insane, the multiple, like, it's normally $150,000, but now it's $3. It, it's no different, you know? <laughs> this was never worth anything anyway, you know? But it's really an interesting, like, experience for the senses to play one of these mobile games. And as long as you're the kind of person that gets, like, uh, like conned into spending money on these games, it, it's really bizarre. It just, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's an exercise of, like, curiosity for me, for the most part. I'm, I will never spend a penny on this game. If I do, I just, the game will shatter my will somehow. If it does, I'll admit it, but it's it's never gonna happen. It just really, there's no game here. This is just designed to milk people out of money. There's no joy. There's no game. There's nothing. It just
0: it's just a Skinner box. I'm actually really excited to play the game now. I'm gonna get all I'm right. gonna download it with uh, Donut in the pre in the post game. Uh, with that, though, we are out of time, guys. Thank you for watching. Expect a full uh, first look at Idle Heroes for next week. Right, Amor? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. I'm too embarrassed. All right. Well. All right. Take care. Thank you for watching. On Take YouTube. care for YouTube, guys. Thanks for watching.